Hi, I'm Taryn Winterbrill, host of Bestseller TV on C-Suite Radio. On this show, I sit down with leading business authors to find out what makes their books stand out from the crowd. With thousands of new business books and titles being published each year, we try to make it just a little bit easier for you to decide which ones are worth the read. Thanks for listening. This podcast is part of the C-Suite Radio Network, turning the volume up on business. Hi, everybody. Welcome to Bestseller TV. I'm Taryn Winterbrill. We're here with Mindy Gibbons-Klein. She's the author of The Thoughtful Leader, How to Use Your Head and Your Heart to Inspire Others. Wonderful to have you. Yes, great to be here. Thank you. Congrats on the book. We should say this is your eighth book. Uh -huh. Pretty impressive. What is the main message of the book, in your own words? The message is that uh, thought leadership, which has become such a popular term, a sexy term, is not all it's cracked up to be unless there's real thought Mm -hmm. that's gone into the thought and the content. So it, it sounds obvious, but there's a lot of stuff being kind of touted around that is not actual thought leadership. Okay, so what is the difference then, Mindy, between thought leadership and thoughtful leadership well, that you reference? Thoughtful leadership is a type of thought leadership that is truly exciting, innovative, disruptive content, you know, stuff that makes heads turn. Okay. And thought leadership might or might not be thoughtful. It might or might not be original or interesting or have really valuable content. I mean, let's face it, we've all heard thought leader and thought leadership being thrown around and sometimes it's very unremarkable and unexceptional content. So I listen to a podcast, I really like them a lot, they're a thought leader in my book. And that is different from a thoughtful leader? A thoughtful leader has put the right amount of thought and the right kind of thought into their content. So that, that's the main thing. And as I said before, it sounds obvious, but it's, it's not always done. People think, oh, right, I, I have to write an article, you know, and, and they churn out stuff. But if they're not saying anything new or different or original, they're just adding to the noise. Okay. Unfortunately, there's a lot of pressure and, you know, PR firms say things like, you know, we, we have, you have to do thought leadership. Let's do some thought leadership. And that's crazy. You know, you don't do thought leadership. It's a natural thing. It, it's something that um, you can aspire to, but it does require the rigor of sitting down and thinking through ideas and making sure that you're packaging them in a way that will appeal to your market and, and you, you know, okay. resonate with your market. So can you give us a real life example of um, a thoughtful leader? You know, everybody quotes Steve Jobs, the late, great Steve okay. Jobs, but the reason why we spoke about him so highly and continue to is because he was always on the cutting edge and he wasn't afraid to come up with a new idea or something crazy. In fact, you could say that if people call you crazy, you're on, on the right track. Right. You know, so somebody who's a me too, and, and there's a lot of those out there in every industry. I mean, I get them in my industry. Uh -huh. I get people, oh yeah, you know, thought leadership, the books and all the stuff that, that we work on at my company. And we get a lot of copycat kind of people. Okay. And they rarely are saying anything new different or original. So a thought leader though, Mindy, can be a thoughtful leader. Um, yes, they can be. And uh, what I'm aiming to do with uh, this book, and it's, it's proving really popular with our executive clients, is to push people and do what we call push your thinking. Because most people are busy, right? right? Executives, we're all busy. And so we think, oh, you know, I've got to do a presentation. I've got to do a slide pack. I've got to do a, you know, an article, a blog, whatever it is, you know, blah, 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 done. Mm -hmm. As opposed to really pushing through and saying, okay, let me uh, spend a little bit more time in the right kind of effort. Let me ask the right questions. Okay. This is the kind of strategy work that we do. Because if you're not asking the right questions and spending that time, you're just going to churn out same old, same old 
and and that's not really adding value. So you talk about Mindy how f the term thoughtful or the word thoughtful has two meanings. Yeah. So which one are we talking about here? We are talking about both, Taryn. Okay. Both <laughs> so being well, well. So thoughtful. They they both mean they both come from the root consider. Okay. So consider this. <laughs> I will. <laughs> right. <laughs> you consider with your mind, and you consider other people, and and that's. English is probably one of the only languages where we use that term or one term to mean both things. So thoughtful, let me put thought into something. It's a very thoughtful response, that kind of thoughtful. Mm -hmm. And as I said, that requires a little bit of time and effort, but you can develop skills and come up okay. with more thoughtful responses, content, etc. There's also the obvious being thoughtful. Right. Oh, that was so thoughtful. Oh, you know. Consider it. Like, yeah. Mm -hmm. And that's the heart. So there's the, there's the head and the heart. Right. Which is... The, the subtitle of the book, yeah. Using Your Head and Your Heart. So is it separated in the book? It is separated. Um, I, I do talk about the head first okay. because, you know, the, the heart stuff, um, we, we are getting better in society, but still in business, it, it's not always that comfortable to talk about the heart right. in business. They say right. keep emotions out of it. Yeah, but which you can't, of which course. You can't. <laughs> right, because right, we are human. Yeah. Um, so Mindy, all that said, who is the target audience here? Who is the person that can benefit the most from picking up your book? Right. So it's somebody who wants to be a leader in their business, in their industry, or just on their own. So for example, in an employed scenario, I don't know if you've heard this, but you, you need to stand out and you need to you know, be seen as the go-to person. Mm -hmm. And if you're looking to advance your career, then if you establish your own profile, then if you don't happen to stay with the company that you're with, you know, you'll, you'll be good, you know, you, people will be able to say, oh yes, you know, he, he or she knows about that topic, I've read their stuff, I've heard them. Right. And so you can kind of build that in and build your career, because it's very competitive out there. For the people who are entrepreneurs, the business owners, somebody who runs their own business, mm -hmm. it's more about being the face of the business and taking responsibility for the thoughts and ideas of that business, because a business doesn't really have thoughts and ideas. Right. Uh, so it's taking that ownership and responsibility and leading the way in that industry. Sure. And again, it can be very, very competitive out right. there. And I've seen clients of mine win a piece of business because of a thoughtful book or article or speech that they put together that just wowed the client. And it didn't matter, all things being equal, I want that guy. It okay. happens. It so does happen. What's the secret here? What, what are some of the things you talk about in the book to yeah. make that happen? Okay, so pushing your thinking. I alluded to the phrase before. Mm -hmm. This is one of the uh, fun right. techniques that we've developed. Now, I didn't realize, but we were doing this with our books. Um, so I run a couple of book businesses, and we've been doing this for about 14 years, about really pushing, and, and someone gives the obvious answer, uh -huh. but then to come at it from lots of different angles and say, yeah, but what about this? What about that? What if? What if is a really okay. good question. And so what keep else? Pushing and boundaries. keep pushing. And sometimes you need help. And people can help you with your thinking. So that's what we do. You know, we're, right. we're kind of a thought partner. Now, Mindy, there was something that, that struck me uh, in the book, something you created. It's a phrase called, or a word called, competition. Tell us what that means and why it's so important. <laughs> I think it is extremely important for CEOs to understand, or well, all leaders really, to understand what happens when you become competent. So this is the goal, right? You know, become competent, become known, become good at what you do, and, and then you know, you're in demand and, and all this kind of sure. thing. But the moment you become competent, then all of a sudden you get what we were talking about before, which is competition. Right. Competence creates competition. Now when you allow the competition 
to get to you and to bother you and you start looking over your shoulder and you start you know, thinking about them and worrying about them, you take your eye off the ball right. and it creates an uneasy feeling called competition. I think for entrepreneurs and any leader in a business, um, they must recognize that that's going on and they must find a way not to focus on the competition. It's hard because that people say, oh, read up on what your competition are doing. And in the book, I talk about this a lot. Absolutely not. Oh, really? So you shouldn't see I, what else you're competing with? No, well, it never makes you feel good. Usually it doesn't make you feel good. I shouldn't say never. This is, um, this is what I believe. You know, and, and my thinking says that if you spend the time, first of all, you've spent that time mm -hmm. instead of creating new stuff, you're like looking at what someone else is doing, you are then starting to worry, oh, God, that's so good. Oh, he said it. Oh, it's been done. So chips away, maybe. Chips yeah. away at your own self-esteem. Mm -hmm. Who wants to doubt themselves? So, but can't uh, it, just to play devil's advocate, yeah. can't, you, don't, can't you see the other side of the coin? You see something that they're doing, oh, they're not doing what I'm doing, which is so much better. You might see that. Um, I think the best ideas come from putting yourself in a bit of a cocoon or a bubble. What if you do that, but you don't look to the end? <laughs> right, so you're saying, cause you're saying yeah. don't do it I'm saying, I'm saying stop reading what everyone else is writing and stop you know, watching their videos and stop spending so much time and effort and angst focused on the competition right. because it's creating, well, feel in your body, is it creating any competition? And for most of the people that we surveyed before I wrote the book, it absolutely was. They weren't feeling great about themselves, and so it's it's really hard to do. Yeah, I hear you know, Disconnect from people on social right. media. No, Stop following these feeds. I mean, yeah. you know, have some faith in yourself. Go, you know, go off uh, to an island, you know, with your coach, and and you know, do some thinking of yeah. your own. Yeah. And you're more likely to come up with something original if you're not surrounding yourself with what the competitors are doing. So we should say though then. The target audience isn't just members of the C-suite. This, no. this can be applied to anyone in any organization, in any uh, office. Yes, it can be, any, any size. Um, it's, it's really for individuals and uh, leaders of companies who understand that uh, the way to differentiate is with your thinking, and that's where it all starts. So it's not, I don't want to say anything bad about marketing and branding agencies, right. and, but it, it's, it's not the packaging, it's the substance and the content. Okay. So it, it really is about what what substance you have and what you're saying and the, and the quality of your thinking. Mm -hmm. And you can then go and, and you know share that in so many different ways. But it, it you know I've seen so many great clients of ours who um, the executives get started with this and it inspires the rest of the team and they say, wow, you know, look, my CEO is in that magazine and they, you know, they're getting a lot of good feedback on social media. And then it's possible to develop a culture of thought leadership and thoughtful leadership. Uh, but it really does have to start at the top. Is there a formula? It's about having some rigor in your thinking and it's about um, introducing different techniques to be able to think through something, ask the right questions. Um, there, there's quite a few models in the book, like the please model, and the, you know I won't go into all of them in detail. That's why you have to read um, the book, right. I've had a lot of great feedback from the book because um, people can dip into it and they can just pick up what they want and they can then you know, study that. The question is, Mindy, can thoughtful leadership be delegated? No. <laughs> okay, I thought the answer uh, would have been yes, well, but maybe not. A lot of people think that you can delegate thought leadership and thoughtful leadership. Here's why I think it's not possible to delegate your thinking. Okay. There are certain things you can't delegate, Taryn. You, you can't delegate you know, a doctor's appointment, for example. You can't delegate you know, a date with your partner. You can't delegate your thinking. 
because you know it's, it, it seems like oh you know someone else can do it you know I'm not a big fan of you know ghostwriters and all that kind of thing I mean let's be controversial mm -hmm. but in the end of the day someone who is in an executive position or a leadership position is there because of their thinking and because you know they have done things but probably thought and written and published and you know, done speaking on that topic. But you can surround yourself with people and, and uh, teach the tools. Yes, you can. So where we've um, been very successful with our methodology is the leader learns how to do the thinking and express himself or herself and create the body of messaging, let's say. The, the, the statements, the content, the tweets, the, you know, all of the, um, you know, the messages for the articles, uh, outlines for books, and then you can get that across. You can um, you can delegate to a certain extent. You can replicate. Yeah, maybe. you can you can get support. You can outsource certain parts of it. Okay. So, for example, I have said you know real thought leaders write their own stuff. Real thought leaders write their own books and articles. Now mm. I'm famous for saying that, and I've had arguments with people who think you can get stuff ghostwritten. I've never met anybody who's ever been 100% happy with their ghostwritten book, for example, or 100% proud. Right. And so there's some subtle things going on there. Where I think the leader has to play a role is putting the content and messages together and then discussing, delegating, you know, instructing the agency or whoever they're outsourcing to or the junior members of staff and you can then, when you trust that they understand the gist of it and, and you know, your style, your tone, and everything else, then they can begin to supplement. So I have people on our team who put out messages for my companies. Interesting. But I've created the entire stock of uh, messages and, and all the content. Right. Yeah. No, I can see that. It's definitely a controversial topic. There's definitely yeah. two sides to that. Yeah. Um, Minnie, there's so much more to get to, and I've been given the buzzer. <laughs> oh, no! <laughs> We're out of time, but there's so many reason, reasons to read the book. Thought Bites, How to Be a Centerpreneur, Compete to Complete, um, your best advice for the C busy CEO uh, who really wants to make a difference. You know, there's some amazing nuggets that we didn't get to, which is good because it's a great reason to uh, read the book, but it's really thoughtful and it really intelligently written, so congratulations on your eighth book. And we can't wait till the ninth. <laughs> thank you for joining thank us. Thank you. Thanks so much. Overseas. <laughs> and if you'd like some more information on Mindy's book, all you have to do is go to our website at csweetbookclub.com. That's c-sweetbookclub.com. I'm Taryn Winterbrill. Thanks for watching Bestseller TV. We'll see you next time. Like what you just heard? Visit c-sweetradio.com. C-Suite Radio, turning the volume up on business. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-sweetradio.com.